Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Troopers. Brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening. Welcome to... Uh, full-time Reds, I've got where we are then, sponsored by Bookmakers. It's me, Chris Brack, and it's him, Matt. I'm about as disorganised as Liverpool's midfield today, so let's see how we go. Right, it finished. Liverpool 2, Leicester 1. Liverpool now are within two points of fourth place Tottenham, five points of third place Newcastle. So on that side, Matt, it's really good, but that was the fucking wildest, most disjointed game I've ever watched. Yeah, it was far from an enjoyable 90 minutes of football to watch. I think I think fans from both teams will end up saying that, you know, the Leicester fans will probably feel hard done by for no actual logical reason and uh yeah, we were we were not great. Not really, no, weren't we? Uh but look, let's start from the beginning. So, let's go for the lineup. We saw a few things um floating around those unchanged sides and it pretty much only one change came through which was Fabinho was out for personal reasons, all talk being is it's, um, I think his wife's due to give birth, so understandable. So Elliot came in, so that sub made sense. Would you have, if Fabinho was fit, would you have, would you have changed the lineup still? No, I mean, the romantic in you wants to say start Bacetic as the six and let Henderson play on the right side of the three man midfield, but it's, it's too early for, throwing him in like that you know he's still a kid he's getting minutes in the game and in opportunities and at times that he should be getting the minutes so to throw him in from the start would be a little bit too much so I think it was the only uh it was the only logical choice was to put Henderson in the six and put Harvey Elliott back in yeah I think if Fabinho was fit I think this might have been the game Henderson would have been rested for so Uh, do I getting to do back to back you know especially I mean he ran these bollocks off against Villa so and I think the idea would have been you rest Henderson this game because then you want the height and physicality for Brentford because that is going to be unfortunate. So, look, fingers crossed, Fabinho is back for Brentford games as long as there's no complications or delays. So that'll be that'll be good good for us. But we may need to shovel it around a little bit. But 
let's see. But let's be honest. Liverpool started fucking atrociously. The first thirty-five minutes was as dire as I've seen Liverpool. Couldn't pass a couldn't pass a ball two yards. No one picking up runners. It was just. I mean, I've seen a few saying, you know, "I'm sorry, Elliot in a midfield three is terrible. Uh, he causes so many problems than uh, than advantages for me." That's Jake's. Elliot wasn't great today. You know, Elliot had good games in midfield, but I just don't think anyone probably first thirty five was good. Not even even the keeper for the goal. We talked about it. Probably should do a bit better. But let's talk about the goal. Um, Guy flicks it past Trent. Um, for me, Van Dijk gets too tight and gets rolled. Uh, and then they just dance past um, Henderson. Thiago, again, is nowhere to be seen. And it's a easy finish. You know, good goal for them. It's pretty piss poor. It's defence. It's midfield. If I'm honest, Robbo could probably do better on the... Um, the cover. The cover. So, you know, we'll have to see what it... We'll have to see what, what it's doing. Uh, Manus is saying, not finishing fourth playing like this. Uh, uh, what does Elliot really do? You will play. You will get fourth playing like that because the thing with playing, the thing when you do a chase of top four or top or third is they aren't inconsistent every week. Because if you're consistent every week, you'd be in a title race. So it is probably looking to get results, just getting it done, and it's probably looking to win. You know, three games in five that'll do. That'll do enough for you. In terms of what does Elliot do, he didn't do a lot today, but in general, um, I think he's got to find the half space. He's good at getting between the lines. He actually wins quite a lot of free kicks, and I think I saw up until a couple of the last couple of games, he's one of Liverpool's highest chance creators. So he does create chances. Uh, we're not we're not finishing we're not finishing off, but at the end of the day, also he's fucking nineteen. I'll be honest, the nineteen year is the least of your problems. You know, I think it's some more senior boys that we need to look at. You know, Salah first half was a ghost. You know, Chamberlain hindsight's a wonderful thing. Asking Chamberlain to do back to back after not starting for was it a year since he last started a game? Uh last last start in the league at Anfield was February last year. So do you know what I mean then to ask him to do back to back, that's a bit of an ass that I'm I would say. So you know uh Paul's saying we're very suspect to the ball to to one ball over the top. To be honest, a lot of teams are because yeah. you've seen with Liverpool Liverpool have scored a lot of goals, got a lot of counters by pumping the ball long and letting Salah or Darwin run onto it. You know we literally do it to City all the time. And we <laughs> almost we, we almost did it tonight in the second half. Yeah, you know, a lot of teams need to get done by that straight ball, probably because they don't do teams don't do it as often as you think they would. So listen, I must admit, I was I was all going. This is pretty abject, you know. Just get to half time. Uh, they they get in a couple more times in terms of downside of Robertson, especially left hand side seems to be a bit of a bit of a real problem for Liverpool today. Uh, but luckily, didn't create too many actual chances where you're thinking, "God, Christ, the keepers were getting worked." In. We managed to just about cut it out. Uh, and then, let's be honest, we get the the biggest, biggest slice of luck you've seen. It's the most comical own goal I've ever seen. Uh, Henderson gets the ball, plays a nice crossfield pass to Trent. Trent does one of his whips that he always does, um, and it's a bit like it's the right thing in terms of. Go back and clear. It's almost like he doesn't read it till late and he panics. And how he loops it over Danny Ward to put it in the top corner, two hours. You do that another 100 times. I don't think you'd ever do that. So, a little bit of luck, but look, take advantage of the luck. And luckily for us, we did take advantage of that right on half time. Uh, good header. So, Danny Ward clears it. Matip heads it, heads it on. Um, it's Chamberlain challenges for the ball. 
falls to Darwin. Listen, he does he does nearly everything right. Goes for a delicate chip over the keeper, hits the post. Now, first when I saw the replay, I thought, oh, it's because Salah's quite close to him. He's panicked. When you watch it, he's just volleyed in. He's got, he's got so much more time than time he, take, he had. Yeah, he's got time to take a touch or something, but oh, fuck me, man. It's just like, oof. Uh, there we go. Paul Swift is saying, uh, the way Elliot playing in midfield at the moment, bring bring Jones back, definitely. He needs to be able to run at the moment, which Jones can't. He's once again missing an action when you need him. And I like Curtis Jones. I think Curtis Jones could be a really good squad option for Liverpool, but he can only be a good squad option if he's fit. And he's yeah. at the moment of the season, he's never fit. Yeah, it's, I I think it's the... really it's really frustrating because actually today would have been a good game to play him on the left where Ox was. Yeah, he's played that and he played that against Napoli. And he was brilliant in the home game against Napoli, playing that left of left of foot three, which is what he used to in the twenty ones. So he has his assets, he has his uses, but the big at the moment, like a lot of Liverpool's midfielders, he's not fit. And that's also why Elliot's getting a lot of games. Is to be fair to the lad, he's more durable, especially this season. And you know he's getting kicked around a little bit. Why? Well, it's uh, the stat that came in through when I was watching was that Harvey Elliott is the only player on our team that's featured in every single one of our games. We've played mm-hmm. twenty-five games in all competitions this year, and Harvey Elliott has featured in every single one of them. So you have to give him credit for that. From the same fans that are crying about we don't have any midfielders that can stay fit. So. I might have a bit of an agenda in the fact that I think that Harvey Elliott is going to go on and have a great career with Liverpool. It seems like some people are more than happy to throw him under the bus. He was not good in that first half, but I would I would dare somebody to name a player in that 11 that had a better first half than Harvey Elliott. It certainly wasn't Jordan Henderson. I don't think it was Thiago. Thiago's passing was extremely wasteful by Thiago standards in that first half. Good thing to say Thiago, I would say the whole game, his defensive work was excellent. Yeah, it's it, the in the second half, Thiago to me, both fullbacks uh, became, became both, man of the match in the second half. But yeah, both fullbacks passing was, I'll be honest, pretty horrific. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to Trent, I thought Trent today defensively was actually really good. I think he kept Harvey Barnes really, really quiet. Oh yeah, it's that. going chronologically. I was definitely going to get to that because I yeah. uh, I will I'll defend Trent defensively because I have to hear from my buddies that Trent can't defend anytime something happens with him. So. You know, he had two challenges against Barnes late in the second half where he handled him fantastically. Like, you know, Aaron Wan-Bissaka levels of defensive acumen from the right back position sort of thing. And it's, if you're going to slam Trent for every time that he's in any way remotely responsible for us conceding a goal, you need to give him his flowers when he does extremely well because we know that Harvey Barnes is a talented player. He can cause havoc and they were, you know, in the second half, especially, they were looking to hit Harvey Barnes and put him one-on-one against Trent. And Trent manned up in those one-on-ones. He did the job that was needed. Yeah. And we came the, up with the win. The other thing I would say is, though, uh, if you are going to just criticize Trent for every little mistake defensively, do I have the same energy for everyone else. Let's be honest, for the goal, Van Dijk shouldn't be getting rolled. He's far no. too tight and he's far too experienced to know that. I'll be honest, Robson got turned inside out by Perez. Yeah. And, Pe- and to me, Perez is an average yeah, forward. He's not, he's, great. He's not he, great. He turned Trent, he turned Robbo inside out today. Robbo just was not on it today. No. Uh, Jake saying Trent, this was on Sky. Uh, we pride ourselves in our intensity. It wasn't. It wasn't there today. No, nope, definitely wasn't. Nope. No. No, not at all. I mean, going back to their goal. I mean, if you look at that, if you're a Jordan Henderson hater, you are clipping that up and you know throwing that into your Twitter timeline because 
he was so slow in reacting to it. And yeah, you know, mm. Robertson, I thought he could do better getting across, but it's a lot of distance for him to cover. And like, still to be slow, though. Uh, yeah. But, but I mean, Bobby, like, how, I don't how think, I don't think that goal is just a Henson issue. I think that's a collective yeah. four or five. This, Henson could stop it. Van Dyke can stop it. Robo controls at, it. Tiago can stop look it. Look at Virgil's position of where he is when that ball gets played around him. Like, he's so far forward and so far to the right that it's just leaving acres and acres of space in behind us. And I mean, somebody had said it earlier of like, we keep having these slow starts and conceding mm. the first goal. And it's, it's going to kill us if we don't get it corrected eventually. Now, thankfully, which we didn't do about, um, which we didn't do uh, versus Villa, ironically, we actually started really quick and that actually mm -hmm. helped us out. Now well, I do we think, started quick too. Uh, I mean, I think I'll be honest. I, I do think the Christmas period, and we always have this Christmas period thing is, when you play three games in a week, there's always one that is a bit, a bit of a a bit of a grunt. You've just got to gut through it, unless you get very kind of fixtures. Yeah. Uh, Jake again putting on some more quotes from trends. In the first half, we lacked intensity, which is true. I wouldn't say we got bullied, but they beat us to all the second balls, which is fair. They did. Uh, we pride ourselves on our intensity. It what it wasn't there today. No, it's being pretty honest, which is what we could all see in the pitch. They just it just wasn't going going right at all. Yeah, the second ball point, I think, is really spot on because I thought we did a really good job of winning the first ball. I thought Matip and Virgil did a really good job anytime the ball came over the top of winning that first ball, that aerial header. And then we didn't win a single second ball, it seemed like, in midfield. like Their, their midfield definitely won that battle against ours in the first half. Yeah, we we just look completely abject and totally slow. And I, for one, I was I was blown away that there wasn't a change made at halftime. Be honest, though, there aren't many options to make a change at the moment. No. <laughs> which is the other, which is Nabby Lad. Oh, we'll get to him. Um, but yeah, so I mean, ironically, the two times we actually do win a head or do win a second ball, it leads to the two goals. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. what let's talk about Darwin for a bit. Fuck me, that lad had an eventful night again. Yeah. Well, he, it's so frustrating because and he sounds daft because he's a because he's a forward because he's a forward, like, but he's like, um, he, he does everything but score. He's both he's both involved in everything, but you know. well, no, not so much tonight. At halftime, a uh, stat came up on my feed that he had nine touches in the first half, and that was my halftime uh, takeaway from it. When I'm sitting down at the half and thinking, you know, how'd that first half go? I would much rather have the last game where you're going, ah, oh, shit, like you know, he wasted another chance, but he's there. Darwin was anonymous in the first half. Mo Salah was anonymous in the first half. Like out of our th front three, we're in a pretty bad state if the best one out of those three is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Like yeah, that's not a that's not a great sign. And Alex's best work was actually covering Robbo's ass. Yes, <laughs> to be fair, that's what yeah. he was there for. Uh, Malice saying Newcastle steam steamrolled this lesser team today. They they looked e they looked even. That's the problem. It's a way of looking at it. It does also help if you Leicester give you a penalty after two minutes. Yeah. Makes life makes makes life a lot easier, but we are where we are. At the end of the day, both get we'll still get three points. Ironically, which you wouldn't think it, we're now only five points off Newcastle in third. It doesn't feel like we're that close. No, nope. we're actually same number of games, and we're two points off Spurs, and we're five points off Newcastle. So it just doesn't feel that way. I mean, listen for the the second goal. It's the right thing to do. It chips the keeper. I also think if you look in, that's posting in. Yeah, it's posting out, and luckily for us, the lad. I mean, it's a great finish. Proper volleys that from a yard out in. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no missing that. A, a Chelsea Fernando Torres might miss that, but Wout Faze, uh, he's not missing that. I just like you mentioned irony talking about Faze's own goals earlier. I find it ironic that if you rearrange the letters of his name, it spells safe, and he was far from that tonight. I mean, a lethal striker. It's uh, Gab's going to go live later on tonight with a breaking transfer show that we've signed Wout Faze to play up front for us because in terms of scoring goals for Liverpool, I mean, it, you got it. You got to feel for him. I mean. That's the first one is an absolute freak. The second one, I don't know what he's doing, but I mean, the first one, it reminds the first, me of... the, the first one's very unlucky. And yeah. you sort of go, you chalk that up to that. Ah, it's just one of them. You know, if it's not your day, the second one's just a proper brain fart. Yeah. The, the a... first one reminded me of Trent had another one where he put the ball in from about the same position and it was challenged kind of close to where he played the ball. I think maybe two seasons ago, I'm thinking maybe Sheffield United or somebody like that. And it was the same thing where it looped in and I had him in my fantasy team. And I was like, that counts as a Trent assist, right? Uh, like that first goal, like I couldn't believe does, that it went in. It doesn't, I, it doesn't, own goals don't count as an assist, which is a real bad. should count as an assist though. I mean, really, like, I, don't think, I don't think Darwin gets an assist either. <laughs> really That's okay. I don't have him in my fantasy team. So this time uh, it's, yeah. it's completely fine. But uh, more, from, more from Trent here. Our, our aim is to... I every season is to win the league. Right now, we are realistic. We are hoping for a miracle. We want to be in a position to catch Arsenal. We caught City last season. Look, we all know we're not going to. It's very unlikely we're going to. But that's probably the mentality you need to have. Because my thing has always been, don't aim for fourth. Aim like you're trying to win the league. Because then if you feel, ideally, if you feel you finish a short, you get top four anyway. So, you know, that's the way. To, if you just aim for the fourth spot, you're always in that pigeonhole of just missing out and listen five five points now with you know nearly half seasons ago is more than attainable yeah and yeah. we just need to keep our end of the bargain right now listen i actually thought the three games we've got over christmas the toughest ones to come yeah which is brentford brentford's gonna be an absolute bastard i mean of game. It, it might not be now seeing that ivan tony got carried off on um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not i'm not listen, I'm, I'm not even getting involved in the ivan tony getting carried on a stretcher brentford have enough players to cause you fucking havoc Oh, I thought him not being there is great. I thought you were saying Ivan Tony put a bet down that he was going to go off injured in that game, maybe. So that's what you didn't want to get into. But I'm not going to do silly jokes like that. I'm going to drink <laughs> my grumpy Santa beer and carry on because I am grumpy <laughs> Santa, to be fair. Um, there we go. Oh, Gavin Doyle. Did, did we know what Gavin Doyle? We won't win any trophies unless we tighten up defensively. Madrid would have torn us apart. Oh, he's so down, isn't he? He's right, though, to be fair. Madrid, Madrid will. The hell? Vinicius Junior would have had that trick. <laughs> yeah. Listen, hopefully by we don't play until February. Hopefully by February we're in a bit more slightly better form, and ho- hopefully we've got a few more additions in the squad. Ironically, though, after we played Brentford, we've only got two more league games in January. We've got quite a spaced out January, which I'll be honest. Go, I know I never want to go out of a cup competition, but quite frankly, being out of the cup competitions and having a bit of a midweek midweeks to actually do some fucking defensive training might be not a bad thing to be honest yeah. well and not only just defensive training but like getting cody Gakpo into the team get him you know learning the pressing Canati. triggers but he can hopefully canati's back for the um oh that's gavin Doyle from we are liverpool oh, okay okay we'll take it back gavin i thought yeah yeah i like him i thought it was evil yeah <laughs> that's me getting sacked later um but yeah uh jake saying the problem is if we play like that tonight brentford uh, We'll get hammered. We will. We saw that when we played away at Brentford. Uh, but like you said, uh, big part of that was Ivan Tony. But listen, Brentford are more than Ivan Tony. It's a nice thing to not have him. Fingers crossed. Uh, Gakpo gets ready in time so he could come off the bench for us. But I've got to, I've 
got a feeling he's not going to be ready until um, uh, Wolves, unfortunately. Uh, by the way, first, it's the future of the Belgian national team. National team, I hate for. I do think he's quite a good defender. You know, he's had a he's had an absolute brain fart tonight, yeah. which for us is grand, absolutely yeah. grand with that. But I've seen him play quite a bit. I actually think he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a tonight. It's just it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think I think tonight's game is one that you know when you've got your compendium of the whole season, you you put a star beside this one and you go, we got away with one there. Like that's I, the thing. I don't he... think Leicester deserved to win. I think a draw might have been about the uh, correct result. I think we deserve to go in half time one one. Yeah, and then you see what happened because if we go, let's let's talk about the second half. But before we go to the second half, um, don't forget to look at our. Uh, sponsor bookmakers.com uh details about them in the description below uh they're a bookmaker they give you they'll give you ideas of who's the best person you know for, for a bet if you want you know who which is the best site's going if you bet if you don't bet it's not for you it's probably not for you but I would if you don't bet I would still look at their website uh because it's got loads of great stats um me and Matt have used it a few times for the uh, the Friday show is just a you know for clubs we don't follow heavily like Brentford we don't follow Brentford heavily who is the likely lineup? Who is injured? What's their run for the last 10 games? You know, gives you a bit of a, a feel for, oh, Christ, they're in quite good form. You know, like, listen, it shocked me before Leicester played Newcastle. They were second in the form guide. They fell off a chair. Didn't realize they were in that good form. Before they played Newcastle, they were second in the form guide. Yeah. You wouldn't have thought that because they've, they've got off the yeah. ball since then. But it's those I, things where you go, like, oh, they're shit. And then you realize, oh, no, that's easy. They're, they're not going pretty good. Yeah, it's I'm not a gambling man myself, but I mean, if you're going to put your money on the line, you may as well get the best odds possible. And that's what bookmakers.com is there mm. for is. Yeah. And they also you, have a, a YouTube channel, which uh, we did a couple of things on with the fall, you know, and it's not about betting as such. It's more about, you know, you know, getting fans of the channel. I think Gavin and I did it for like, you know, like you, you, you do your Gav, favorite play. Gav, Keith and Shawnee rank their uh, Liverpool managers is what yeah. they did on it. And yeah. it was that was a fantastic show. So it's, you know, that's, that was quite interesting. Uh, Jake saying, Chris, I'd start Gakpo against Brentford if he's available. The problem is I don't think he's available and Klopp hints to it. And to be fair, our, our friends across Stanley Park, Everton got done with this because it's a bank holiday on the 1st. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The FA is not always open, which means they won't be available to register it until the third. No, despite the fact, despite somebody the fact said in the chat. Ready. Somebody said in the chat that the uh, that the guys at the office are going to be working over the weekend because they oh, know that, that teams want to get players registered and stuff like that. So uh, they, didn't do that for, they didn't do that for August Bank Holiday because I remember the Everton had Mope signed on the Friday, now the game Sunday, and he wasn't allowed to play till Tuesday because uh, nobody's in for Bank Holiday, which is laughable. Do you know what I mean? It's laughable. It's like. It's the busiest time for admin. So, listen, if he's available, I can't see him starting. I just don't think you'll throw him in Brentford no. away. But I'd like to have him off the bench. You know, with 20 minutes to go, you throw in a six foot four Dutch international winger on. It's not a bad. It's not a bad option, is it? Well, if you look at if you look at our bench today, you can pretty easily say, I like I can pretty easily say I would rather have Cody Gakpo on the bench. Than Bobby Clark, 
or even Ben Doak because Gekpo is going to get starts in like in the near future. Ben Doak is a project for the future. And it's great that he's with the first team and he's on the bench and he's coming on in games and he's getting minutes and things like that. So Bobby Clark, you take out because Fabinho in theory will be back. So there's that spot gone. But so, like Cody Gakpo, he's going to be a starter for this well, team. So if he's we not going to start against Brentford. If we look at the squad, we'll, we'll come back to the game in a little while we're on this tangent of the squad. Um, we should have Bobby Firmino back. We should have Roberto Firmino back. So that's already two more options. I was, I'll probably say Fabinho, Fabinho starts. Yes. Bobby's on the bench. Robbo hopefully is okay. He didn't look particularly happily when he went no. off. Um, uh, Elliot didn't look particularly happy. He was... He was Quite heavily punching the ground when he got when he got caught, which it looked quite an innocuous challenge. Really. So hopefully it's more of an impact one. I can't see Henson doing three games back to back, but I thought this would be the game he'd miss out on if Fabinho wasn't missing, because I think we've got to go for our most physical side. Uh, Karate, as good as look, Matip did fine tonight, and he did. Karate walks back in to the next game. You need his pace, but you need his physicality. Yeah. We need that dominance in the middle, in the middle next to Virgil, I would say. Yeah, uh, I, I saying Tiago won't be able to start again. He can yeah. do it. I think Tiago will start. And then what I'll say is, uh, I don't think you won't see Tiago for the FA Cup. No, no, definitely not. I think there's going to be some wholesale changes for the FA Cup. You're going to see Bacetic will get a start in the FA Cup. I wouldn't be shocked if Ben Doak or Bobby Clark players like that get starts in the FA Cup, just simply for squad rotation issues. If they push some players to play that three games in a week, basically like it, it's hard to, man. Yeah. Canate <laughs> yeah. might not have to deal with Ivan Tony, but I mean, I think somebody said it in the telegram during the game of, you know, does Canate come back in? I personally, I'm of the belief that it's Canate shirt to lose at this point. Yeah. I think the only reason he didn't start today is because Matt, to be fair, Matt did fine against Villa. Didn't do anything wrong. And he's probably thought, can I get away with giving Canate an next couple of weeks? Yep. Sharpness training, get it out of his get out of his feet and then go there. Kept on saying Tiago, four games in a row, can't see it. Um the year we finished third, uh with the running, he did it was either ten or eleven straight games. Once he's fit, he's he's a bit of a metronome, really. So I I just think he'll I think he'll start Brentford, and once Brentford's done, I think then he he won't start Wolves. I don't I'll be he might even be in the squad to be honest for Wolves. So let's talk about the second half. Jesus wept. So second do we, half. Do we oh. have to? Yeah, we do. We do. Because oh. the second half was frustrating for all manner of different reasons. So first minute, it's a bit of a ping pong end-to-end stuff again. Uh, Harvey Barnes has a chance where rare time he gets past trends, but it, it's a wild cross that's flipping miles over. Um, and then the only other chance Leicester, the only two chances Leicester really had was um Tewsbury Hall, who scored the first goal, runs off Elliott and runs between Trent and Matic. He should which, do much better. And it's a poor header. Yes. Um, outside of that, the only other chance they really had was probably in the last 10 minutes where Sinecast does not follow Ian Acho. Ian Acho plays a crossing and Matic cuts it out. Probably Allison should give him a shout because he could pick it up. Um, but that was it in terms of their chances. Liverpool, while not having any sort of great control in the game, and it was a bit of a dogfight in the, uh, in the midfield. It needs to be. Fuck me, missed loads. Salah should have scored two. Blessing, Nunes did, could, could hit everything but between the nets at the moment. And I think you saw that right near 
probably middle of, of second half where he, he fronts up the um, defender and you think, well, go do what you always do, which is jink it to one side, knit it. And he plays a suicide square ball to Salah, who just about gets a shot off. But you're going, yeah. that's probably the first time you've sort of gone, that's that's a bit of confidence that's really got to him. Yeah, it's that seemed like him, you know, questioning himself. Because, you know, it's on his right foot. He was in the right side of the penalty area. Like, just just go for it and just drive one. Because you know that Salah's, you know, steaming up to catch up with mm. the play. You know, maybe Danny Ward spills the ball and it pops back out to Salah. Uh, there was one, though, at 52 minutes, he played an amazing pass to Mo Salah. Just, oh, absolute, just go. absolutely just... split them wide open. And I, I, for myself, was like, that's a goal. You know, you see that pass yeah. go through. You see Mo run through past the defense. It was like this is it. It was, the, it was the reverse of the Villa game. Yeah, where yeah. Mo puts it into Nunes and he puts it and he puts it just wide. Uh, Bonk is right. Harvey he did hit the bar, but he, he's comfortably offside. It's actually yeah. well a, little, a good defensive line, which is why I don't include it because yeah, it's offside. So it's, it's what it's happens in, after that? By two ways, it's not a goal scoring opportunity. It's not a shot on goal, and it's offside. So yeah. It, but Literally that's, only, that, that's Kevin Straws' clutch up for the second half. It was just that could easily have been a one-one game because Liverpool's finishing and um, same at Villa, same at City. Actually, Liverpool are creating more than enough chances, I think, to win games. They're just really, really not clinical. Yeah, and it's been a criticism we've had of Liverpool for probably the last six months. I would say is they've really got to be a bit more clinical, and it's not all Darwin Nunes. Mo's, I think, if the stat came up. Big chances missed so far this season. I don't know how they measure that for a big chance. But Nunes had 15 missed chances, big chances missed. Salah had 12. They're the top two in the in the league for missed chances. That's 27. You know, potential goals that we that our two main strikes have gifted have gifted away. So that is a bit like oh, fucking hell. That's a bit of a problem. Uh, John Sowell said, "Hey guys, what's wrong with Calvin Ramsey? Is he injured or done something wrong?" Generally, don't know. And I, that's, I, I would... another, that's another sign of a well-run club, much like how the Gakpo transfer came out of absolutely nowhere, is that we're not seeing dribs and drabs leaked out to the media, you know, whether it's through the player's agent or whatever, about what's going on with Calvin Ramsey. Calvin Ramsey is not, he shouldn't be required for us to get where we need to get this season. Calvin Ramsey is a future signing. You know, he's going forward, back up for Trent, if we need Calvin Ramsey in a January game against Leicester, we're in an even worse situation than we thought we I think, were in. I think at the moment he's going for seniority, which is Sumacass. And as much as people, as much as he pisses everybody off in the chat, he will always pick Joe Gomez because he covers yeah. two spots. Exactly. Especially with James Milner not being available, because James Milner is always in the squad because he can cover three spots. Yeah, you know, uh, James Milner can probably cover all eleven spots. Exactly, and that's what. Honest. And Klopp has been on record a few times as saying he likes players who can cover multiple spots. So, but if Robertson's injured, Simicast will be on the bench. I would imagine Robertson will come in. Yeah. Uh, oh, Milner's the other one. He may be on the bench as a, an option, which would be handy. So, you know. Uh, Jake's got some more quotes here from Trent. Part of me thinks there's a, a lot of spotlight on my defensive game this season, partly because of the World Cup and partly because of myself at times this season. Uh, I try to work. Yeah, look, he, he always knows he's just got... I think Trent's just realised now, everyone's got to say I can't defend, so why should I care? Or why Take should I listen? As long as Klopp and the management team are happy with what I'm doing. That's the main thing. But take the very end of that, the last line of that, I try to work. 
that was the thing in the first part of the season that was to me frustrating and to I, I know to a lot of other people was very frustrating. Yeah, he didn't look didn't like he'd run. No, he didn't look like he gave two shits about getting back. And that was not the case tonight. There were multiple times where you could see Trent, and, and it's especially helpful. You can see how quick he's moving because his hair bounces all over the place, that he was busting his ass to get back and defend. So I mean, 73rd minute, one-on-one with Harvey Barnes, handled it no problem. Then he gave the ball away, but that's not the point. Two I'll minutes later, one on one with Barnes. Outside of Tiago, who did give the ball away today? Well, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, even Tiago played some absolutely horrible passes in the first half and gave the ball mm. away a pile. But I mean, I, I, in terms of like, my wife asked me at about 55 minutes after she got home, she's like, well, who's our man of the match so far? And it was like, Woot Face. Like, there's no other answer than Woot Face at 55 think, minutes into this game. Yeah. Like, we'll get people's man of the matches in a bit. Uh, Sky gave it to Trent. I'd have given it to Tiago. Trent, Trent, Trent would have been a close second. Those are the it only was, two options. But they, I'll be honest, outside that, you go in. Well, Ludia's tried hard, ran his bollocks off, got involved, especially in the second half. But he's got to get, he's got to be more. If he's hitting the target in most of those shots, I don't think it was as asked. Because then you go, well, you're working the keeper. <laughs> but that's that's the problem. As Oshin puts here, Nunes, 15 big chances missed, and Salah, 12 big chances missed. Most in the league, not concerning, but worrying at the same time. I'm more worried if we if we work through the season when we had no centre backs and we somehow finished third, we were barely creating a thing and we we're conceding loads of goals, which is really we seem to have gone back to probably early day clock where we'll create shed loads. You probably will concede quite a few, yeah. so I'm less worried regarding that because if we stop creating chances, then you get really worried then. Yeah, but, and it's like I like I said with my first half take on Darwin was I would much rather him be missing big chances than being completely anonymous in the game. Than hiding, yeah. Yeah, it's and that's what we were saying, you know, when we were in our defense of Darwin in games past of like, at least he's getting into those opportunities. At least he's putting himself back out there again and he's not hiding out of the game. Like he's not completely disappearing like, you know, Andy Carroll or Christian Benteke or somebody like that would where you go through a whole game and you don't see them at all. And I, I, I thought Darwin got better in the second half. I thought I thought the whole team improved in the second half in terms of us it's just we were at such a low level in the first half that even with the improvements in the second half we were still a bit shit okay a uh, bit of breaking james pierce news it's not transfers when oh, i gets excited oh, it's not transfers oh, here we go uh, andy robson has been handed an mba in the new year's eve honors list rewarded for his services to football charity and young people so oh, there you go there you go well done andy robson yeah. Good work, Andy. So I realized when I said breaking news, I had to quickly go, relax, it's not a transfer. Before I well, some more breaking news. We have now hit the 100 likes, and the Reclaimer LPL is extremely happy with that. We got 184 in here watching. So if you guys can hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, you know, share it around to any of your friends that you have that might be Liverpool fans. The more people that see this, the better. And I mean, I got to say, like Gab's been kind of talking on this the last few times. A year ago, I wasn't really involved in the chat at the YouTube shows, mostly listened to it on a podcast. And then I got COVID and I got hurt last January. And I had the opportunity to start watching, you know, Gab doing his daily cop updates at nine in the morning. And you start getting involved in the chat. And we have amazing people in this chat. I would challenge any other Liverpool fan channel or any other football fan channel to have a better chat than we have in here. So share it around. The more, the better. I mean, it's, it's a lovely community and my favorite thing about it is it's all free. And all we ask you to do is hit the like button, hit the subscribe icon, the notification bell, all those little things. It takes no time, no effort, and no and cost. To be, to be fair, we like a good debate with the chat as well. So it's it's always 
good fun. Yeah. Because that's the way you get different views and, you know, helps round you a bit more as well. So it's it's always good. There's uh, a Emma, of the day. Emma has just said, um, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Because I get it. Woke Face. Woke Face. Um, you sound like you're from uh, Bill and Ted then. Uh, Woke Face now has more Premier League goals for Liverpool than Mario Balotelli. Well... God, that's a oh, that's a dark. That was a dark timeline we went down. Do yeah, that? but has Waltface set his own bathroom on fire with fireworks? Listen, the way he was the way he was playing today, that could be his. That could be the end of his night. To be honest, <laughs> but no, like you said, I I I've been impressed by him. It's uh, given like how far Kalyar Solyunchu fell off from two seasons ago, and you know Johnny Evans has got to be ninety seven years old. And when Fofana got sold, it was like, oh man, what are Leicester going to do at the back? And, and Faces came he, in, and he, he's been good. He doesn't want Vestergaard. Doesn't no. like him in the slightest. No. Uh, he's, nope. uh, and I think the, the other the other fella, Sionchu, uh, I think he's gone in January. Yeah, so not do I. Either. Uh, James, like I say, not often, not often I get into the chat. Normally, I catch up the next day. Nice to have, nice to have you in the chat, James. Yeah, man, oh, yeah. It's, it's it's the same as me, James. Like you start hearing the same names over and over and over again, and like when I was listening, like the legend that is Red Steve, you hear about, you know, from people mentioning his comments on shows and stuff like that. So anytime you can get involved in the chat, it is. Uh, a good crack, I believe, is the correct terminology. That, that is, it is. Uh, we should get, we should get Jake as our media person. He's great for all the comments. Yeah, I know he's great. Uh, and I don't on that. media, I mean, Rory's on stats. Yeah, and I mean that sincerely. It's not me taking the Mickey. Uh, Jurgen Klopp says we were a bit lucky in the first half. We were too passive and too deep. It was never helpful. It was exactly what they wanted. Uh, we played into their hands. We were too open. Uh, then he goes on to say, we forced the goals and it was unlucky for the defender. We improved second half. It's not a shiny night, but it's a super, super importance in the intense period, especially these games. I think that's a nice way of putting it. It's, it's basically, that's Klopp speak for, that was a shite performance, but I'll take the win and we'll go away from it. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of those games where you just come away from it and you say the only thing that matters is the three points. And listen, if we play Brentford and we play shite against Brentford and we win 2-1, I'll take it. I'll take it all day. At the moment, the way Liverpool are on where we are in the season, wins first, performance second. I'd like you'd like more control. You'd like games where you don't always feel an edge, and you know you've got a bit more stuff around it. But listen, I'll take it for the moment because, quite frankly, <laughs> I've been through. We've had too many shocking yeah, performances. Well, I mean, if you think back to at the end of the World Cup before, you know, the proper football got started back up again, you looked at our first three games back. You went Villa, Leicester, Brentford. Okay. Like you need probably at least seven points out of those games to stay in the race. Nine would and, be helpful. And, and you thought Brent, and you thought out the three of them, Brentford's the one we're gonna it's gonna be a gonna be a challenge. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we've won four straight league games. You know, we're starting to get into a decent run of form. We're gonna have some players coming back. We got you know Hackbos coming into the team. And it should be all right. Yeah, just hopefully. Um It'd be nice if we get a midfielder in early. Because my gut feeling is if we're, if we're going to get one in, it's going to be in the first week or so. Otherwise, I don't see a, a deadline day transfer nonsense. Does Arthur Mello have a brother? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, they do. Yeah, he's injured as well. He's, <laughs> cool. So, you know, runs from the family. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, he's back. Where's he back? End of Jan. Um, then the others are back. So let's talk about the subs then. So subs that came on. Um, Supercast came on for Robbo. No surprise. Like Robbo tweaked something. Yeah. Cater came on for Ox. No surprise, Ox looked knackered. Yes. And listen, I don't blame him for looking knackered because I'm not sure back-to-back was ever going to be a, an easy task for him. So, Well, and like you said, he was doing a lot of that, you know, 
donkey very work. Very unglamorous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's done a lot of the donkey. He's done a lot of the donkey work. You know, yeah. he, he couldn't get into the other side. So, um, Simakas, look, people know the chat. He, he, he's, I love him, and at the same time, he fucking winds me up. Um, I think if you give him time and space, um, he could ping across anywhere, and he, and we saw that when we beat West Ham one 0 I think if you front him up and tell him he's got to beat a man or do an un- or do a run uh, an inside run, I don't think that's in his game yet. I do think that's where Robbo is better. I do think Robbo's got a bit more variation in his game. But listen, he came on, and I think the only thing he did that wound me up was he didn't follow Inacho for yes the late chance which Matip cut out. And I, I, I was about ready to lamp me telly through the hole. Yeah, um, Kater, look. I'll be honest, he was fine. Yeah. Came on, he was fine. He set up a, a decent chance for Darwin. And, you know, he got involved in terms of the defensive work. Passing-wise, wasn't great, but let's be honest, not many were great at passing. So, look, he, he did he did all right. Um, who were the other subs going? Uh, Gomez came on for Trent and Bacetich for Harvey Elliott. Yeah, Gomez came on. He had absolutely piss all to do. <laughs> to be fair, it was one of the easiest 10 minutes of football he's ever had in his life. Yeah. Uh, Bacetich... I couldn't quite work out whether he was playing in the wing, whether he was playing midfield, but I think he was playing right midfield. I think he was we just kind a... of moved to a four-four-two at that point. He just with... became an absolute nuisance for for them. You know, just snapping into tackles, just ha- harrying them, all that, all the things that you know you want him to do. So you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Kev saying no, no Carvalho again. Uh, is that an issue? Is that, is that an issue? Um, it's a good question because he hasn't been used in the last two games though. There's two ways to look at it. Is it linked to the weirdness of sending a text to your national team manager? I don't want to play for the under-23s anymore, which is, a, it, for me, and I'm a bit old school, I think texting someone that important is a bit not really the done thing. You should ring him. Oh, I or, thought you were going to say a telegram. Yeah. Or is it just, I don't know, is it just not fancied at the moment, Phys- physically-wise? You know, as a physical good. Now you're saying, Chris, have you seen Klopp's comments about funds? I've absolutely not seen anything. So if there's anything about oh, funds... we're broke. We're broke. Uh, yeah, again, th- let, let's talk about this narrative that we're broke. This narrative that we're broke, I've never yet heard Liverpool come out and say it. It's certain newspapers that seem to imply this. Uh, hmm, I'm not fully buying it, to be honest. Um, Robert McGuire saying, Klopp seems very relaxed when transfers are mentioned. I hope that means one more is coming in. One more player is coming in. Yeah, I hope so. Normally when I normally think when transfers aren't happening, he gets a bit pissed off when people ask him. And he gets quite defensive and quite tetchy. In fact, he's quite relaxed, hopefully, because they're working on someone in the background. Maybe it's the lad from um... Brighton. What's his name? Ah, Moises Caicedo. That's the one. That that would be nice. Uh, John was saying, uh, the comments about funds are a big nothing, but fans will use it for a moan. Of course they will. To be be fair, if someone has the quote or has the comment, bring it up so that I can read it and I can give an opinion i can't give an opinion what i've not read i mean if it's the ones that were coming out earlier in the day it was like people are expecting klopp to go we have a war chest that has 250 million pounds in it and we're going to use 120 of that for jude bellingham but we still have 130 so if you take 37 off of that for cody gakpo then we've got this much like and like do you think the manager is going to do a detailed line by line accounting of our transfer business at a press conference it's madness i mean listen pretty van dyke we all knew in the summer, probably March, who Liverpool were looking for at the summer. You, you, right, you knew the five main signings. Yeah, that stopped a long time ago. So you don't know. Um, 
it's a poor way of doing business. That's why Roy, I got stopped. Yeah, Roy Fitzgerald uh, fouls. My main concern in the second half was we never tried to stop their attacks in their in their half with fouls, sneaky fouls like City do. Gomez and Bajetic did a bit better when they came on. Yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, there was one I noticed, Rory, that uh, I can't remember who played the ball out from the back, but Darwin was a little late getting back onside, mm. and he knew he was offside, so he let the ball go, and it restarted a Leicester counterattack immediately, and I was screaming at my TV, just take the offside. Just touch the ball, kick the ball to Danny Ward, take the offside, let us reset. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that comes with experience that eventually you'd think that a cannier player would just go eh, to hell with it. Like, I know I'm offside, but I'll take the offside. Let us get set, get back into our shape because we've got one goal lead to defend. And, you know, we've been a little bit shaky all night, but I completely agree with that. The problem is, I would say, Rory, is that we won't get away with those fouls. The fouls that, you know, uh, Fernandinho made a career off of and Rodri has picked up that mantle of being able to make these fouls in the middle of the park that for us are yellow cards. And then you start totting up yellow cards and you get players in discipline trouble. But uh, I mean, Bechetic took about 60 seconds, I think, to no, Oh, it was two minutes to absolutely blast through somebody on the sidelines. And somebody in the chat here was saying that Klopp absolutely loved that tackle. And of course he would. You know, it had shades of James Milner about it where he came on and you knew that somebody was just going to take one. Yeah, I know we need to get a campaign to get Rory on a pod. He's going to bring all those stats and it's going to blow Gab's mind. He's going to talk about expected threat and all these crazy. I just like his insight. So I'd quite like him on. I'd quite like him on a show. We could have a, a good debate about Liverpool. I reckon it'd be good, good fun. I'll we'll have, mm-hmm. we'll have to keep working on that. Uh, what's this one here? Um, right. No, I thought I read something interesting, but it wasn't what I thought it was. Right. So should we do man the matches? And then we'll have a bit. Should we should do a 10 minute transfer chat? Because Sure. Let's be honest. Everyone's asking for the chat, so we may as well do it. So. My man of the match was Thiago, but I'm sound with Trent getting it because I thought he was a close second. So they were kind of my only two options. Um, who did you have, Matt? Yeah, it's, I would have to give it to Thiago simply because in one or two of the situations that uh, Trent showed his defensive ability, he then proceeded to give the ball away and Thiago had to bail him out. He made a couple of tackles. When was that one that I wrote down that he just made an unbelievable sliding tackle in our box? Yeah, shit can't remember it but yeah it's it he really grew into the game i mean the first half was just abs oh yeah 18th minute they uh a terrible turnover by robertson they broke on us and tiago just an absolutely balls to the wall sliding tackle on the edge of our box and and it's the sort of thing that he was you know his uh, yellow card in the first three minutes when he first joined us sort of thing he was attempting those tackles he seems like he's got the timing a little bit better so as much as i would like to give it to trent i think the man of the match has to be tiago but let's be honest it's lots, well lots of lots of tiagos in the chat a few for trent as well to be fair um so um, bonkers are, are bonkers asking actually it's a good question rory where to get where'd you get all these stats from uh, if he told you that though that that give away secrets wouldn't it so what is oh right this hold on let's see here no se preocupe proximo dester city in catalan pero este vez nosotros lo necesitamos fiscal i can pronounce it but i don't exactly know what it means it says uh we shouldn't be uh, preoccupied by the next leicester city in catalan but there is a time where we will need to be clinical maybe something like that I think it's one of the lads of we can't, you know, if we play like that, it's a better side. Exactly. We would struggle, which is a fair shout because we would. 
Uh, right, let's talk transfers because let's be honest, it's that time of the year. Everyone, everyone looks about transfers. And we've all said it, we've all said it probably since the summer. We need at least one midfielder in. We probably need three in by next summer. So who do we think? I, mean, I didn't the, say that. I didn't say that in the summer, and I have held my hand up long ago and said that I was incorrect about that. So I am we, now fully we, on board with we yeah, have to get one in January. I've seen the WhatsApps to tell you you're wrong as well. Don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. It's, I, I'm okay. <laughs> hey, admitting that you're wrong and you know changing your mind is a sign of growth and maturity, and I'm okay with that because I'm kind of lacking in those things. So yeah, me too. Uh, so obviously, up until about three days ago, we were everyone thought it was Enzo Fernandez. That seems to have very quiet. All rumors seem to be it's very Chelsea esque. We, we were now spending 500 million in a year. No one seems to be batting an eyelid. It seems Good to be all them. sorted. So. Grand for them. Uh, the only thing that's well at the moment is Caicedo from Brighton. Uh, there's been little murmurings about McAllister. I don't know how tr- I don't know how true that is. I mean, the talk is Brighton want an outrageous fee from McAllister. I think, I think it's north of eighty million they want for him now. Listen, yeah. fair play. Though he's just they got him on a contract extension before he before he won the World Cup. You know, and they are known as ridiculously tough negotiators. Uh, Brighton, we've seen this, and look, they get big fees. They got massive for. Uh, Basuma, uh, Cucurella, and Ben White. So they get the money, and they're good at, and they're pretty good at spending it as well. So, at what point do you think Liverpool go to if if it is Caicedo? Do we do we go to seventy million? And go, that's the limit. If we can't get him, we look at someone else. And if it is someone else, who is that someone else? Because other talk is Amrabat's probably going to, to Tottenham. Oh really? Oh, good for him. Uh, you he yeah. will enjoy not winning any trophies at Tottenham. I think so because I think there's a bit concern around uh, Benton Core. I think he's um he's hit. Flexor issue he's got at the moment isn't, Ooh, yeah, isn't isn't recovering as well as they'd like. And let's be honest, he's been excellent for Tottenham. You know, him and Hoiberg were a, were a perfect two. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think Basuma should do okay covering that for him. It would like, I don't know. It's I I worry that y- you get into this cycle where you just start throwing out names that had a good World Cup. Yeah, you know, once bitten, twice shy. As Liverpool, I mean, I mean, Kaiser has been linked with us probably since about middle of probably since last January, to be honest. Yeah, and I McCall- mean, McAllister hasn't been. To be fair, that's the one yeah. that's come out recently. So, uh, like Alexis McAllister, he's been fantastic this season. He is always flattered to deceive for me. I, I've never been a huge fan of Alexis McAllister. He seemed like he had found his perfect level at at Brighton. You know, I it's hard for me to see him fitting in to a top team. So to spend eighty million or something like that on a fifth or sixth choice midfielder seems a bit crazy. To me, the Caicedo thing, and this is, again, just my opinion, because the hell do I know? If Liverpool get a price that they're not comfortable with, so let's say they're comfortable with $50 million, but Brighton wants $70 million, I think that there'll be a serious discussion amongst the transfer team, the coaching staff, and everything like that, where they look at Stefan Bacetic and go, no, let's keep that $70 million. And go I, I, and... Don't, I, I don't think you could do that on a kid. I think no. that's... Hear, hear me out. I'm not finished talking. See, this is the joy of this. Is instead of because Caicedo's what 22, 23? Uh yeah, early 20s, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's the type of player that like like we've done with our forward line, where we've now done our forward transfer business. So going forward, to me, I think the only forwards you see coming in are going to be the youngsters. So it'll be give Ben Doak a couple years to see if he can come through. Uh, Cone Doherty, let's see if Cannoneer can come back up to it. We're not going to be spending big chunks of money on our forward line because we've just bought Jada, Nunez, Diaz, Gakpo. 
all in that 22-23 range. If Klopp and his staff don't think that we have a player in Stefan Bacetic, I can see them pushing the boat out on somebody like Moises Caicedo. I but think if they think that Stefan Bacetic in a year or two is ready to take that step up and maybe take over that mantle of being the number six for Liverpool, I can see us going for an older player that doesn't have a five-year value for the team, but only has maybe a two- or three-year value for the team. And to me, that player is Rodrigo De Paul. Mm. Also had a fantastic World Cup. Who also would be cheap? Who also would be cheap either? Let's, let's, he will let's be, be cheaper because Atletico Madrid has thrown a big for sale sign on him and put him in the shop. Yeah, window. but we're not talking twenty million. He's, he's still talking a 40, 50 million pound player. That's what. Okay, I mean. but forty million is a big difference from seventy million. You can yeah. take the difference between forty and seventy and use it to buy another cool. center half because that's the next department that'll need to be addressed. This window and the next window, we're going to be addressing the midfield unquestionably, but then. If we don't do anything in a year time or 18 months time, we're talking about the defense like we're talking about our midfield currently. And if we go and spunk all that money, so, you know, maybe we go, like, I'd be happy with Caicedo, but I also don't think that Liverpool have infinity dollars to spend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Jake's saying Diaz is on crutches. I'm telling you, he's out for the season. That doesn't look good. I mean, you know, I think he had his operation two weeks ago. So I would imagine you don't normally get off crutches after two weeks. And so. we have another left wing option there. Like we've addressed yeah. that. I just don't know why Liverpool would leak. Why would Liverpool allow a date to go out that says he'd be back in March? To just say we don't know when he's back. Yeah, you know, like we did with Tiago when he was out for a very long time and didn't really. You know, Liverpool knew, but I'm not going to tell you that. You know, yeah. the fact you're leaking something early says, you know, or someone's get a wind of March. They must know something's coming. Yeah, my thought in January was always like it's one of two options: you either go for a mobile robust number six and then you use and you're telling Henderson you're in a rotation option as one of the eights you know you're not going to play every week you know you're going to rotate roots out you know save his legs or you bring in a more of a Tiago type maybe slightly more attacking number eight and you say for yourself for being you and Henderson one of you is number six fight it out whoever's 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 in form or fitter plays that way then you're saving the legs of saving the legs of you know it's one of the other I'm saying Kaiser because it just seems to be the name that everyone's talking about. And when a name's around long enough, you sort of think there must, there's generally something in it. Except how close for it the is? The fact that Cody Gakpo is proven, that's kind of not how we do our business. Not always, but there are certain names. Like Diaz, although he came out of the blue, the name was sort of in, in the realms of knowledge for a good six to 12 months. People ah, knew, piss was, off. Nobody had ever fucking thought Luis Diaz was coming to Liverpool. <laughs> Give me a break. That was a bolt out of the blue, much like was, Cody Gakpo. No, he was talked about. He was most people thought for the summer, but he was talked about as a player that Liverpool looked at, and we thought is a player Liverpool might go for. There's a couple of winger options there, so it was how quickly they did it, which people didn't see. But again, that was more of a shows maybe with Gakpo, he must be seen as a serious summer target because as soon as United showed interest, it was like right, we're getting him now because we can't we can't afford to miss out on him. Whereas sometimes we've let targets go to other clubs. Do you think like we're willing to let him go? There's obviously. It's not the be all end all to get him. We've got two or three other guys um, lined up. So, again, maybe Caicedo is the one. Um, I don't see Liverpool spe- spending 120 million on Enzo Fernandez. I just don't see it. If I'm wrong, happy to be wrong, but yeah. I just don't see it. Um, how many more players do you think we sign by 31st of January? One. I okay. think we sign one midfielder. Do you think it's a defensive one or an attacking one? Defensive. 
Yeah, I agree. I think we I think we said one defensive midfielder. Um, and I think that's it. And I'll be honest, if we get a decent DM, we were all happy with. And I when I say a DM, I don't want like a the cap the Kabak or Ben Davis version of a DM, a proper a property a proper player where you go like, oh that's that looks a good good option. We sign him, we sign him, we've got Gakpo. I think that gives the, the I think that gives us enough to make a proper top four jump. Um Jonathan, that midfield is how it lacks mobility. Mobility, it's frightening. Yeah, I think I think those lads we play do have mobility. I just don't think they have enough to do back to back. And I think that's where we need the options to rotate them. And at the moment, the rotation options we've got, which are Cater, Elliot, Jones, of the of those three, only ones ever fit yeah. regularly. The other two are great options when they're fit, but the problem is it's always when they're fit. Uh, real talk football saying we need. A number six with legs. Uh, we can't we can't pick up second balls anymore. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, th- I I wouldn't be blown away if once like Diogo Jota coming back, Firmino coming back, Gakpo getting brought back online. Whenever Luis Diaz gets off his crutches and back up and running again, I could see us going with two sitting sixes again and yeah, throwing keep, four attackers. We keep talking about this. If anybody, even when we were doing the run for all the trophies last summer, when he had like six or seven proper attacking options. We still always did the front three. We ended. We sometimes ended games with four or five up front because we had to. We're normally chasing a normally chasing the games with one nil down. But we uh, had our our midfielders were fit last season. You know, Thiago was stayed post, fit. Post, post, stayed fit. post January, yeah, yeah. January. Like in that in that run in when we were pushing for that quadruple, everybody was staying fit miraculously. You know, Thiago especially was there and available. And like you said, like playing ten games in a row on the trot, sort of thing. If that's not going to be the case, like. It's. I'm just worried that the club, and I don't think they will because the club doesn't seem to overreact to things, whereas the fans, we are very happy to overreact to things. I don't want to see the club overreact in January and bring two, three midfielders in and possibly scupper the chance of getting Jude Bellingham. No, I, I think, well, I think, the, let's be honest, the, I'd like to think the club don't think this. Even if the, the even say, it, they've got Jude Bellingham as a lock for next year. They've got the money yeah. set aside for Jude. It's a lock for next year. As great as Jude Bellingham is, and he's an excellent player, he doesn't solve all of those problems. You still need more than a Jude Bellingham in that midfield. You do need a more mobile number six to give Fabinho a a break and also a bit of competition. And you probably do need another eight to replace Henderson's legs, and Henderson becomes the new Milner. Which yeah, I know, think I think the Henderson it, shout is correct. It's to me, at least, but it, things the are, issues this year hasn't been his legs. It's just been like his head hasn't been screwed on right. And in the last game against Villa, I thought Fabinho looked back to his old Fabinho self. And if because you should be able to expect another year or two out of this. Like, I don't know. It just seems like too many people see the player's age starts with a three and they're done. They're done. They've hit 30 and they're absolutely finished. These aren't Hollywood actresses. There is a career post 30 years old. For footballers, especially in this day and age, so I like I'm not willing to write Fabinho off yet. I think Fabinho still has years to go if he can get his head screwed back on straight. Mm-hmm. He also might be the one who wouldn't surprise who left in the summer. Oof, there's a shout. If if you look at a value, it's probably the most valuable asset we've got that we could probably find replacements for. Not that I want him to go, but if he says to me one of the Liverpool with senior players is going to go, he probably the one yeah. I would think will go. The most valuable asset that Liverpool has is Alisson Becker. No, that we'd be willing to sell, I mean. Alisson, Van Dijk, Salah, 
they're more valuable. They, they ain't going anywhere unless they push. Us I don't. Th- I don't think you'd get as much in a transfer for Van Dyke or Sal as you would for Allison Becker, because of the the oh, longevity no. that a keeper has. Yeah. You know, if somebody offered you two hundred million for Allison, would you take it? What's that, sorry? If some if if Bayern Munich came in and offered two hundred million for Allison, no. no, you wouldn't like to. I mean, then again, Keller Keller will get a few more games, so you know. Our that, Irish fans would love that. I'll be honest; that's probably the bigger elephant in the room we've got to sort out in the summer as well, as well as the midfield is. If Keller really wants to go and play regular first field, listen, I don't blame him because he's more than good enough. Yeah, especially so, when you look at some of the trash that hold number one positions for some of the teams around the league. Yeah, so he's more than good enough to go and get a really good career for him at a really high-level club as a number one goalkeeper. But you don't. Ah, do there's there's a popular one. Let's sell one of our very few homegrown players and replace him with a non-homegrown player. This is something Stephen Byrne. Like I'm not. I don't mean to just call you out on this. Many people are saying this. Of you know, we need to get rid of Joe Gomez. We're going to get rid of. Chamberlain, Milner, Henderson's done. I don't know where our homegrown quota comes from. We're not yeah. just going to register 17 foreign players for a season. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, and I think if you have less than seven homegrown players, it limits how many non-homegrown you can have as well. I think there's usually squads 23 or 22. So, I, I think the squad is 25. You have to have seven homegrown or eight homegrown and the rest not. So, it, it's fine to go into like, and we had this in the Telegram chat about Jude Bellingham, like that he doesn't qualify as homegrown, but he's going to play. So, if you have to it go in, it doesn't cry. It doesn't cry because he's under 21. Yeah. So you, don't have to reg- you don't have to register him. You don't have to register him. So, I mean, to be fair, you can go in with Kurt, 24, but he's going to play. If Curtis Jones is still here next summer, this will be the first one we have to register him. Yeah. Because he hasn't had to be he hasn't had to be registered for all the other times because he's only turned 21 this year. Yeah. And so, like I understand, like Stephen, like people having concerns about Joe Gomez, and I can kind of understand that. I thought he would kick on this year, and he really hasn't. He's done a job, he's been good, he's had some absolute howlers. But he's a fourth, he's a fourth choice squad option who's very good at covering right back. And okay, I and think, who I think else that, is like that? Ben I think that's White. As well. And what yeah. does Ben White cost? 50 million. Mm. So do you want to have to go out and buy a new Ben White for $50 million that handcuffs you in transfers in the midfield that we need to address? Or do you just keep going with the guy who got a new long-term contract? Joe Gomez is going nowhere. But look, uh, John was saying, Bellingham doesn't count as homegrown. Question mark, he's English. A uh, couple things on the homegrown thing is, homegrown doesn't mean you have to be English. You have to have been in a English ac- academy system for three years before the age of 21. Before the age of 21. And you don't have to register a homegrown player until they turn 21. So when Be- if Liverpool sign Bellingham, he's 19. So if we sign him, he is homegrown, but we don't have to register him as a in the squad numbers because he doesn't turn he doesn't turn 21 yet. That's that's what we mean. I forgot he was 19 to be honest. I was like, oh, there's a homegrown player source, and I went, oh shit, no, he's not. Yeah, but it, this is something I said in the Telegram the other day. Well, of, I know you mean. Keep thinking about it that you have to have a minimum number of homegrown players, but it's actually the opposite. You can have a maximum number of non-homegrown players, which is 17, I think, isn't it? It's, it's either 17 or 18. It's eight or seven homegrown, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that you need out of a 25-man squad. So if you've only got that 17 or 18 non-homegrown players, and the rest of your homegrown are Fabio Carvalho, Harvey Elliott, Jude Bellingham that fall under that 21 age category. Yeah, you, you only register 21 or 22, but you, but you still have a full squad. Yeah. But the other reason, uh, the other 
crash uh, John Dory, he didn't know it didn't know about I, I, to us the the age one through me. I I completely forgot that as well. Is you also have to for Champions League have so many players that are your own academy homegrown. So like yes. Henderson is a Milner are homegrown, but they were at other academies when they did that. So that's why a Trent's so crucial for you, or a Tyler Morton, or Curtis um, Jones. Curtis Jones is because they came out of our academy. You have to have yeah. something like Elliot. We actually first you had to register him as a non-homegrown player because technically under Champions League rules, he hadn't been in academy systems long enough to be counted. It's bizarre. When you get the whole homegrown, it's a very boring, and b oh my god, it's just like it's a bit of a minefield. But listen, yeah, it's a bit of legalese almost, where you like you, you need to have a doctorate or something like that to understand what the hell is going on. All, all I know is that the Liverpool employ people to take care of these things. So if well, yeah. we've thought about it, they've definitely thought about it. Yeah, hold on. I'm through. Reclaim was saying Carvalho might might be swapping to English. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's still classes homegrown anyway because he's um he's been a full of academy. So yeah, Matt, Matt you're now classes homegrown. homegrown you're not- I will take that every day of the week. Thank you very much, Karen. <laughs> I've never seen you smile so much. <laughs> that's not all it took. Hey, that's that's a badge of honor coming from uh coming from an Irish based show. I'll I'll take that happily. I'm going to throw this one up here from Avo the Third. Before you finish, can you wish Laura Duffy a happy new year from everyone in the chat? Absolutely. Laura Duffy, regular in the chat. If you've been listening to the show for years, you know the name Laura Duffy. She's always there to pull up the hosts whenever they uh they yeah, say no, something that's not quite no, right. Normally they. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's it's, it's been uh, it, as as sad as it's been to not have Laura Duffy in the chat. It's been kind of nice that we've been able to just spout shit while she's been gone. But she's uh, had what the hell are you doing up here, dog? She uh she had some surgery and she's uh, on the mend. So we're hoping we get Laura Duffy back into the chat. But yeah, we're uh, ho- we're well, everybody's missing you, Laura. We'll hopefully get Laura Duffy back at the show as well. She yes, a couple yeah, of Friday shows yeah. me. She's a couple of Friday shows me and Kevin choke choke me and Kev up, which yeah, she came on the viewers' voice with me one time as well too. So yeah, yeah, I know, I oh, know. We all miss Laura Duffy. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we got to get the bullshit out now before she gets back in here and starts calling us up on it. So you, you uh, heard it here first. Welp phase signed for Liverpool. That's right. And uh, final things before me and Matt go is you didn't catch the show last night. Um, I think we've got some more charity work we're going to do. We're going to be helping. Um, it's with breast cancer, isn't it, Matt? Yep, uh, absolutely. For any brave ladies who want to do the Dublin Marathon, I believe, which just sounds horrible. I know. That's, I mean, that's... I'll be honest. I ran up. I ran up the stairs. I was knackered. <laughs> so yeah. the thought of doing a marathon just. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's it sounds like the sort of thing that Phil's getting up to. You know, running up and down oh, mountains, Phil and does paddling and paddling and shit like that. But mind. I mean mountain running and all sorts he, he, yeah you know, i mean phil's doing yeah. it i think to show off so these these ladies are doing it for a very very good cause of raising money for breast cancer awareness and you know uh gav had a pretty good uh, little talk on it there on the show the other night that so keep your eyes I, peeled i would challenge anybody to go one or two degrees in their family and friends group and not find somebody that's been affected by breast cancer so this is something that hits close to home for absolutely everybody i know it does with me and my family so yeah i mean I'm not the one who's had breast cancer, but unfortunately, cancer's touched my family far far more times than I would fucking care to imagine. But you know, uh, the big thing also is, and we'll look, we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get more details. But the things with all cancers is it's not just the person it affects, uh, which is bad enough, and it you know the treatments and the mental challenges it it, it can cause you. It's the wide it's the wider context you have to think of. You know, will I keep my job? You know, how to pay the bills? How do I tell the kids? You know. What do I plan to do 
if if it's not good news, you know, how yeah. do I keep? And then the, the simple thing is, and look, I'll I'll talk about at some point. You know, my poor mum, you know, was taken by cancer. It's to put the brave face on that you want to put on when you go out in public and want to put the brave. I'm fine, I'm fine, and inside you're not. You feel absolutely horrendous, but you want to be as normal as possible. So listen, I'm sure when we when we get more details of Gav, we'll do everything we can. And look, you guys are all really good with. When we do we do charity work is try and get as much as you can like it share it donate if you can't donate get it in your whatsapp groups get it into your work groups it's amazing and as kev kev i always quote for it's the fives and tenors that'll, that'll get you to the target so listen that's probably the more important thing that we want to take away from tonight but listen at the end of the day Liverpool were fucking shite tonight let's put and look it's past watershed so i can say it but at the end of the day they were shite but we're now Two points off fourth with five 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 points off third. So look. Yeah. Getting there. It's going in the right direction. Maybe not maybe not on the eye. You know, yeah. hopefully it'd be a bit nicer now. But listen, we move on to Brentford where it's gonna be to be in Kev. Oh hello. Yeah. Got a new guy. Say hi. She's not supposed to be upstairs, yeah. so I don't know what the hell she's doing here. She just wanted to say hi to everybody. <laughs> I, we can't leave before we mention the most important news that came out of today, which is Cristiano Ronaldo signing for Al Nasser. I mean, what a signing. That's going to do wonders for his legacy. What a joke of a player he is. I'm so happy. The one time I was on Winners and Losers, I picked uh, my loser to be Cristiano Ronaldo's legacy because he's doing his best to absolutely throw it away by going to Saudi Arabia and taking 200 million a year. So good for you, Ronaldo. To be honest, I couldn't give a shit shit about him. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. I know, I know that'll upset a lot of people. But I, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Messi it's... and Ronaldo head-to-head for the best part of two decades. One of them just won the World Cup, and the other one is going with his tail between his legs. Oh, and going the other to... thing is, before we go, Happy New Year, everyone. Because oh, we're the last, last show before New Year. Oh, so... yeah. Yeah, so listen, happy new year. We've had a it's been a hectic year, hasn't it, Matt? <laughs> just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. It's uh I mean, my to me, my highlight for the year is getting involved with this show and getting asked to come on is second. The first was I can't remember which game it was when Johnny Lawson got us all revved up and dreaming of that quad because I went through that last part of last season. Just I enjoyed every single minute of it. Even even coming up short in the league in the Champions League, it was just mm. it was a wonderful year to cheer for Liverpool for the first half, and then a bit shit in the second half of the year. So yeah, it's it's been great. So thanks for everybody in the chat for making this show the show that it is. I I honestly think that's what makes the day trippers the day trippers is the people that show up here every night in the chat. So thanks to you guys. I hope you guys all have uh, a wonderful New Year's. Stay safe and let's do it all again in 2023. Same to you, Chris. Oh, cheers, mate. Uh, I think my highlights this year have been getting back to doing the regular Friday show with, with Kev and um, the, all the rest of the guys. Me and Kev starting to do full-time Reds, which has been grand, absolutely grand. Uh, but look, everyone knows what my highlight of the season was. As great as the men were doing, the women getting promoted was the highlight for me this year. Uh, seeing that with my daughter was the best bit of it. So listen, on you that were at the Euro, as, You're at a Euro final too. I was at a Euro final as well. That's completely right. Forgot, completely forgot about that. That was good as well. They brought it only, home. The only thing I realised though is I went there, you know, tracking bottoms of the t-shirt, be fine. You know, realising halfway through the first half, going, 
really should have wore shorts. It's so <laughs> hot. You forget being a northerner, you forget how hot it is in London. Oh my god, I was melting. Then look at my daughter who's who's a tracky bottoms going like I really wish I wore really wish I wore shorts. I'm going, oh my god. So That's nice. where those tearaway pants come in handy. <laughs> Strip right on down to your undies. Yeah. Right. Anyway, there's a happy note for you. You all think of Matt and his undies and happy new year. Until then, guys, thanks for watching. We'll see you all in the new year with more full-time reds. Stay safe. Sports Social Podcast Network.